relish the fact that God is unendingly loyal to us. Hello, friends, and welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that God is undyingly loyal to you? I think sometimes we think of God as very loyal to himself, uh, committed to his righteousness, committed to his glory, but that if we find ourselves opposing him, if we find ourselves crossing him, that he's not going to be loyal to us, that uh, he's loyal to his glory uh, and, and to righteousness, and so we fall short of that glory, and we fall short of that righteousness, and so he's not 100% committed to us. But that is the beautiful thing about being in Christ, that as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that God made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, that God has made us the righteousness of God so he can be undyingly loyal to us. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. In 1 Corinthians 6, 17, it says, He who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. God has joined himself to us. God has placed us in Christ. This is the beauty of being in Christ. In the New Testament, it talks about being in Christ over 90 times. That God has placed us into Christ so that he can treat us the same way he treats Jesus. So that we can be children of God. We can be heirs of God, co-heirs with Jesus Christ. And Hebrews says that Christ is the heir of all things and that we are heirs with him, provided that we also share in his sufferings, which everyone born of Christ is willing and happy to do. We want to resist temptation. We share in Christ's sufferings when we resist temptation, and we share in Christ's sufferings when we endure hardship for the sake of others knowing him, for the sake of taking the gospel to others. Paul said that I make up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for your sake. So we share in Christ's sufferings when we are afflicted for the sake of taking the gospel to other people. We share in Christ's sufferings when we resist sin and don't give in to the desires of our flesh, the temptations of the devil, uh, because Hebrews talks about that he suffered and all that he was tempted. But my point today is just to relish the fact that God is unendingly loyal to us and that he has made us the righteousness of God so that he can be unendingly, undyingly loyal to us. Psalm 33, 5 says that the Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. In Psalm 89, verse 14, it says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. So what a gift. He has made us righteous so that he can be loyal to us, faithful to us. He can treat us with the same love and favor that he treats Jesus with. We have all the favor of Christ 
because he has included us in Jesus Christ. God is committed to us and committed to transforming us into the glorious likeness of his son. He is deeply loyal to us. And not in the sense that he is just going to put up with us and endure us, but in the sense that he delights in us, that he is committed to transforming our lives from one degree of glory to another, to maturing each of us until we attain to the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ Jesus himself. And so today, I just want to remind you that God is deeply loyal to you. God's loyalty to you is so deep because he is undyingly loyal to righteousness. And if you have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he has made you the righteousness of God. He has joined himself to you, and he is committed to you both now and for all of eternity. He's committed to accomplishing what is very, very best for you, and that is to become the fullness of what he created you to be, a royal son in his kingdom who can administrate his royal power and authority in all love and kindness and selflessness, becoming a king in the model of Jesus Christ, serving all, being humble, and becoming the servant of all. And our sin can keep us from inheriting the fullness of what God wants to give us. That's what Paul warns about in Galatians chapter 5. He says, if you walk according to the flesh, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God that God wants to give us. We can uh, resist the grace of God working in our lives when we choose to not walk in the spirit, when we walk according to the flesh, but that doesn't affect God's loyalty toward us. It doesn't affect God's attitude toward us. Uh, As I've said many times, the danger of sin is not that it affects God's heart toward us, but that it affects our heart toward God, that the Bible warns us that sin will harden our hearts. So it'd be stupid to intentionally live in sin. We don't want to live in sin. No one who has been born of God wants to keep living in sin, but we can always know that even when we are faithless, he is faithful for he cannot disown himself. God has joined us to himself. God has placed us in Christ so that we might enjoy all the favor that Jesus Christ enjoys. And God is not counting our sin against us. As Paul said in Romans, quoting David, he said, blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. God is never going to count our sin against us. And that is the most amazing, amazing gift that God could could ever give to us. And we become partakers of eternal life. God has made us, uh, he says in Colossians, that God has made us blameless and above reproach. And he has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So rejoice today that God has not forsaken you. God will never forsake you. He will never leave you. God is committed to you, and he is as loyal and faithful to you as he is to the Lord Jesus Christ, because the moment you trusted in Christ, God placed you into Christ and sealed you with the Holy Spirit so that you might enjoy all of the favor that Jesus has, and that ultimately you might become like him right now from one degree of glory to another uh, as we still live in these uh, sinful, broken, fleshly vessels, but eventually even our flesh being transformed to be like Christ. 
like 1 John chapter 3 says, that we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And David even alluded to this in the Psalms. In Psalm 17, he says, I shall behold your face in righteousness when I awake, talking about the resurrection from the dead. I shall be satisfied with your likeness. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for being so faithful, so loyal, so committed to us, to include us in your Son, Jesus Christ, to place us into Christ where we could enjoy the fullness of your favor, the fullness of your forgiveness, the fullness of what it means to be a co-heir with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for this unspeakable, immeasurable gift. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. We hear your tenderness In every star that glows In every cell that grows It's clear Your excellence God, you're beautiful